That intro means one thing. Time for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. We bring in Mark Spector from Roger Sportsnet, our daily guest at 8 o'clock. Good morning, Spec. A little stiff after yesterday. How you feeling? Oh, it's just a game of golf. Yeah. Who's stiff after a game of golf, man? Oh, let's go well. play. Uh, let's go play again today. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you, Ernie Banks? Let's play two. Let's play two, man. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful day of golf yesterday. Uh, the Glendale is a tough, good track in mm-hmm. awesome shape, fall colors. What a great way to spend a day. And uh, I'm sitting here this morning. It's uh, 8.01 in the morning, I got a suit on, and I'm heading down to the rink to stand next to Gene Principe. So well, you I'm can't, glad I got that game in yesterday. You can't beat that, standing next to Mean no. Gene. That's right. It's a pretty good gig I got. So you got a suit on. Like I didn't even notice it. Uh, Bob Nicholson. Who did you? You played with Jack Michaels and Kenny Holland. Who else was who were you with? Kenny Holland and Tim Shipton. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even know notice this, but uh, Bob Nicholson pointed out to me. I was golfing with Bob and uh, Mark Connolly and uh, and uh, Bruce Hardy. Did you had a, like a bright purple jacket on, and Jack had bright purple pants on? Is that correct? Uh, I had a blue. Uh, Sportsnet golf top on. Yeah, Jack had the purple pants. Uh, we were trying to decide what college they came from, <laughs> like whether it was K-State or Western or Washington or maybe the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. but it was a a special brand of purple pants he was wearing yesterday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you guys look good, the two of you. Like, you should have been on the same team and you were. Look great. Well, yeah, well, two handsome guys, too. Don't forget that part. <laughs> That's a stretch, but whatever. Uh, Mark Spector joins us on the Kevin Carey Show, as he does every morning at 8 o'clock. For Booster Juice, uh, Speck, the uh, Oilers announced last night, and we kind of knew this was coming, so they'll announce the two um, former players going up into the uh, Oilers uh, Hall of Fame, and some people kind of know who they are and whatever. I'm not asking if you do, and I don't want you to release it, but uh, if you were kind of like our listeners are and had a couple of... Uh, players that you would hope to see or you want to see, who would they be? Well, I, I don't know who they are. Okay. I can say that honestly. Um, I think that whenever we talk about old Oilers, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that as much as I lived through that era here in Edmonton when they won all the cups and obviously you have deep respect for all the players and what happened back then. You don't win five cups in seven years and mm-hmm. and blow it off as nothing. But... I'm a little tired of talking about it, and I'm a little tired of living in the past. So I would say to you that if if they're going to let if they're going to bring two guys into this thing, mm-hmm. one of them's going to be from that era, and it should be Charlie Huddy. Okay, uh, in my opinion, for sure. But I also think that new Ring of Honor is about the newer Oilers and the Oilers that didn't play on those five and seven teams in the back in the '80s. Uh, and I think the guy that's definitely the next one. Uh, for you know our younger listeners who who never you know who were born after 1990, yeah. the next guy to go up there has got to be Dougie Waite, doesn't it? I think that's kind of the consensus from a lot of our listeners, Spec. And when you look at how they went about it last year, you know they went back into the day, Lee Fogelin, and then kind of one of the guys in your era that you're talking about in Ryan Smith. So maybe they use that model a little bit moving forward here. Uh, to kind of get things going. So, uh, as we said, Eddie, you can, there's so many guys uh, that are worthy of this 
Um, they've got many years to go where there's not a problem where someone's going to go, oh, that guy, really, do you think he should be up there? It's not going to work like that for a long time. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So, uh, hey, listen, the Ring of Honor is a good idea. It's yep. fun. It brings in the, the Ryan Smiths, the Doug Waits, Alish Hemskies, uh, you know, the guys who, who were in the, you know, didn't have the good fortune of being in the great boys on the mm-hmm. bus teams, but were still damn good Oilers, right? Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and and you know what, it's a good idea. I like the way they've got a big panel of people that yep. are voting on this. I think the first couple votes are easy last year and this year, and maybe even next year. But eventually, you know, it's going to get a little bit more contentious, and we're going to have to figure out who the people are. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's fun. It's good for the fans, and and you know, if you if you're telling me there's no way to honor a player like Alish Hamsky, who was just yeah. a hell of an order for a long, long time. I'm telling you, you got to think about it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? Th- what would you say? How would you uh, describe Doug Wade and Bill Guerin together? Would you say with the two of them when they were kind of running side by side, where it could be two of the more engaging and funnier guys that you've ever covered? Uh, wait a second. You went out on me. Who were those two guys? Uh, well, Dougie Wade and Bill Guerin, because they were, you know, oh, really good friends, good sense of humor. They love doing stuff, playing the jokes and stuff like that. Yep. I just said, were they two of the guys that would you would kind of look at it and say, you know, those are two funny cats when when I was covering them. <laughs> yeah, and also for sure, especially Billy Garrett, yeah. great sense of humor. Yeah, uh, but very well spoken and smart guys, you know, and and two American guys who found themselves up in Canada mm-hmm. and never complained for a second about it. Never. You know, they both relished the Canadian hockey small market experience, whereas, you know, sure, did they go somewhere else and make more money later? Back in those days, everybody did that. So did Curtis Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were, you know, today you get some players, not all, but some players who are picky and some players who, oh, I'm American, I don't want to be in Canada. Yeah. Those two guys loved it here. They helped to build a good core here. They were Teams that always punched above their weight, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the Oilers couldn't couldn't surround Wade and Garen with enough good players. Yeah. Right? They just didn't have the money back then. Uh, two good guys, two good yeah. players, and to this day, I see. You know, I covered Billy Garen. I'm just mm-hmm. a sports writer. He was a good player back then. I was a beat guy. To this day, when I see Billy Garen, he stops what he's doing. We shake hands. We have a chat, chat, a laugh. Yeah. Uh, he's you know, Billy re- always thinks fondly and speaks fondly <laughs> yeah. of Edmonton. You'll never hear him say anything different. So uh, it has been confirmed. Uh, Doug Waite, Charlie Huddy will be oh. added to the Oilers Hall of Fame on Thursday, October 26th, before the Oilers-Rangers game. That comes from our Jason Greger and Tony Brower from Oilers TV. Uh, oh, so great. those are the guys basically we were talking about in the morning. Um, uh, Greger's on the panel as well. Uh, so... He, uh, I guess, has a vote or whatever or they, when they yep. have the discussion. So um, I think a lot of Oilers fans will be happy about that. And uh, we look forward to having uh, seeing those guys, uh, you know, go up on the 26th. So well-deserved, as Gregor says. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Charlie Heidi was that quiet part of a, of a great machine, right? You know, the, we were all watching number seven take mm-hmm. the puck up the ice. But it was generally, you know, quite often Charlie Heidi who'd won the battle to get the puck uh, it was Charlie Heidi who, when that Paul Coffey rush didn't work out as planned, he was in position to defend it. Uh, you know, every great Paul Coffey has a Charlie Huddy 
that played with him and worked with him and, and allowed him to be as free and creative as he was. And, you know, Dougie Waite was yeah. just uh, – Dougie Waite was a, was a fantastic offensive player and uh, and a leader on this team for a long time. Again, they didn't have the team around them that Charlie Huddy had around mm-hmm. him. But, uh, man, I watched Dougie Wade do some crazy things. I just saw on Twitter the other day that goal he scored that, in the Flames where he yeah. went end-to-end and shelved it backhand. I mean, he was a good player and a good order, and it's going to be fun to see his name go up on the 20th. Yeah, he was using uh, edges of, of his skates uh, long before a lot of guys were, for sure. Right, right, um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no question about that. You know, here, and here's uh, we had Charlie Huddy on with Grant Fuhr last week uh, on Tuesday, and you were kind of talking about it with Paul Coffey. They brought up the story, uh, Huddy, when he got called up, and Paul said to him, you know, you make a good impression here. I'll take care of the front of the net. You work both corners. Slats will love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Slats called him Charlie Who at one point. <laughs> uh, so but we all knew his name by the end. Steady Eddie Defender, man. Oh, man. You, know, you sure. don't win cups with you. Sure, you need the great guys to win your cups. I get it. They're the prerequisite. You need superstars. But I'll tell you, sometimes those superstars don't win if they don't have those Steady Eddie players behind them. And mm-hmm. that was the role that uh, Charlie Heidi perfected here. Uh, they just put him in the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, and not only uh, as a, a player here, you know, assistant coach for a long time under the Craig McTavish um, staff with uh, Billy Moores and, and, and Craig Simpson uh, on that 06 team for sure. So well-deserved for that. Uh, Speck, uh, you mentioned you're all dolled up. You know, you got the Brill Cream in and everything ready to go down to the rink. Um, Brill Cream? Yeah. Oh, man. The Brill Cream, man. You're still using that, aren't you? Oh, my goodness. You are an old white guy, hey, Kev? <laughs> yeah, you better believe it, yeah. Brill Cream. Check Brill it out. Cream. For our younger listeners, go Google Brill Cream. You betcha. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Again, now you're you're off to the rink. A little. Di- I tried to explain to our listeners off the top how today works. Can you? And I mean, I couldn't spit it out properly. Can you explain how it works? Where you kind of just waiting around for guys to to come out, and basically it's the first day for interviews, etc. Just sort of explain how today works. Yeah, there's always different times. Like they're running all these guys. Listen, every hockey team does this now. They didn't used to. They have to get baseline medical testing done on everybody, not just the players today. They do the PR staff. They do the coaches. They do the, anyone who's getting on that plane. They want baseline testing done. So Ken Hall is not getting on the bike and testing his VO2, but he's getting a medical type of checkup today as well. So with the players, mm-hmm. they come in, in groups. They can't do, you know, there's 50 guys here at camp. You can't test them all at once. So they'll, they'll have an early group that's in for testing, and after that group, us media guys will pick a couple that we want to talk to, and they'll free them up to talk to us. Uh, sometimes they're skating today. I don't think that they're going to skate today, Kev. Mm-hmm. I don't either, yeah. Uh, I think there's just too much going on. But, you know, Brent Seek's down there testing, you know, giving everybody an eye <laughs> test. Uh, there's a myriad of doctors and physicians and and they're basically getting early season numbers on every single guy. So if your eyesight's different later in the season, they know what it used to be, and they're going to wonder why. If, you're, if your heart rate is different in January, mm. you can go back and say, well, here's what it was in October. So that's basically the definition of baseline testing. Uh, certainly for concussions, it's nice to know, you know where, where a guy was today in case 
We're testing him in January after he gets a rap in the head. So that's what's going on. They'll free a few guys up to talk to media. Uh, and then tomorrow we're going to start into two-a-day sessions, right? An early group and a late group. They've got two rinks here. Uh, it's busy, busy, busy. And I, it's, I mean, it's sure, we wait around us media guys for sure because we're the least of the priority, and I get that. But it's kind of Christmas for sports writers because you get lots of interviews and lots of FaceTime, and it's a good time right now to, to get to know the guys again and talk about what's going on on the summer or what's coming up. And, uh, it's you know, it's training mm-hmm. camp. Let's go, baby. I'm ready for it. It's been a long summer. I had lots of rest. Now it's time to get back to work. You had lots of rest, didn't you? You were at the lake a lot. Oh, yeah. Lots of rest. been a great summer. I love an Edmonton summer. I'm not going very far. It's a it's a beautiful province we live in and great climate. And now it's fall and mm-hmm. it's time to start writing some hockey, baby. Let's go. Uh, you, I'm just going to leave you because I know you got to get down there. This is one last text. And normally we don't say the textures if they don't put their name on. But So put a name on it. But this one comes in uh, and it just says, a little dab will do you, Speck. A little dab <laughs> will do you. <laughs> Oh, boy. Two minutes for looking so good, Cap. Yes, that was uh, uh, Maurice Richard, right? Uh, yes, sir. Grecian formula. Hey, pal. Yeah. You're like, you're digging deep here, pal. You're digging deep. Hey, hockey season's here. We don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> well, Speck, uh, thanks for this. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, again, tomorrow is probably the first day of skates. Well, it is. So uh, we'll yes, kind of get rolling tomorrow. And, uh, as we said, hockey season's here. Enjoy uh, being down there for uh, testing and and, uh, and physicals and all that stuff. Uh, thanks for and today. You have re- you've reported the news on Sam Gagne that he's not going to play any games at camp, right? Well, okay. Last night I kind of thought, it was sort of everything was not exactly like the tape recorders well, and things were not. It, no, yeah. it went out on Twitter. So, yeah. no, Sam Gagne, is, his hips are such that he's yeah. not going to be able to really practice every day or play in uh, exhibition games, Ken Holland said last night to the media. Okay. So, um, you know, that's a shame because I know there's a lot of Sam Gagne fans listening to this show right now. Uh, he'll be around. He's probably going to end up going to Bakersfield to try to figure out if he's going to be a player. And uh, let's see what it holds for Sam. But that race for fourth line center kind of just lost mm-hmm. the guy because there's no way Sam Gagne makes the team for game one of the season if he has, doesn't have a training camp. Well, we will uh, see what happens tomorrow. Thanks for this, Speck. Appreciate it. All right, Kev. All right. That's Mark Spector on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. Uh, when we come back, we hope to have uh, Kevin Rodomsky from the Edmonton Oil Kings, Director of Business Ops, for our headliner of the day. I think he was coming in studio. Was he not, Duke? That's the plan. I just got a text from our friend Andrew Peard yeah. over at the Oil and Kings. And he's lost. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Is just, he really? Uh, getting a little caught up uh, in some traffic, so he might be over the phone on his way in, or uh, or who knows, maybe he'll scramble in here last that second. That would be Radomski. We'll, we'll have him on regardless, one way or the other. I would figure he would come in a, a different gate in the mall. And probably be, and then buy one of those T-shirts. I got lost in West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> Hopefully, we got Kevin Radomski when we come back on uh, the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program eight twenty one in Edmonton. Uh, time to welcome in, and he just made it into the studio one minute ago. Kevin Radomski, business ops for the Edmonton Oil Kings. 
And you heard me. I, so you you had some. It was traffic. You said it was you, traffic. You, you, did, you didn't get lost in the mall or anything. Well, the Sea Lion Show went a little longer <laughs> than I thought it was. They told me it'd be done by eight ten. They they you know they went a little longer, but I'm yeah. happy to be here. Well, and I thought maybe you'd maybe stop and do a little mini putt and all that stuff, or what? <laughs> well, there's always the way out, right? Yeah. So if Stu McDonald's listening to this right now, I'm going to be a little late for work this morning because I've got a mini putt course that's just calling my name. And yeah, I mean, you might as well head down to Bourbon Street and do and oh, everything yeah. else. Well, so I guess I'll, I'll come back for the Gregor Show this Why afternoon. Not? I'll, I'll stay just, here. Just stay on all day here Absolutely. on 1440. Uh, Oil Kings get underway this weekend, home and home with Red Deer, mm-hmm. on the road Friday but home on Saturday. Well, tee up the season. Uh, I mean, last year was phenomenal attendance-wise. Yes. It was a rebuild on the ice, but um, you guys brought the fans in. Uh, How did the season go, and what are you doing this year? You know, what? Uh, number one thing that we established last year was just how great the Oil Kings are for family entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we led the WHL in attendance. We had 221,000 paid fans through 34 games. That led the WHL not by an inch, but by a mile. And what people really found last year was the value of coming to the Oil Kings games. We have great seats to start at $20. This year, what we've done is we've really challenged ourselves to say, let's take that family entertainment, let's stretch it. I'm, I'm I'm just like you. Yeah. I'm like everyone. Went to the grocery store the other day and I bought a bag of apples <laughs> and uh, got a little weak at the knees when I saw the bill. As what we've done is we've said, you know what, how can we make it so that when you get to the building, it's even more affordable for families. And we've created these family, these kids combos. And you can get a combo mm-hmm. starting at $7.50. Nothing is more than $10. And I'm talking about like two corn dogs and uh, two corn dogs, a cookie yeah. and a drink for $10. So we, we really challenged our culinary staff. We challenged the building to say, how can we make it so that the affordability doesn't end when you walk in the door? It continues all throughout the game. If you haven't been to an Oil King game, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. It's tons of families. It's tons of kids. And it's tons of excitement and energy. And if we win, so much the better. Yeah. But we proved it last year. We don't have to win on the ice to win in the stands. And this year, we're so excited. This Saturday evening, Red Deer Rebels at 7 o'clock. That's when it all kicks off. And another WHL season comes to, comes to start. Kevin Rodomsky, uh, business ops for the Edmonton Oil Kings. If you got a text, uh, anything Oil Kings, uh, shoot us off a, a text at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. You've got so many uh, in years past um, promotions. <laughs> you do theme nights, absolutely game nights, this and that. Now the one that kind of caught my eye, and I don't know how much has been released about it, is with wrestling. Absolutely. So that to me is going to be a cool night and a cool event. What's going on with the wrestling night? When is it? And and, and things like that. First off, I love the fact of all the promotions yeah. that we're doing is uh, you, you keyed in on wrestling yeah. night. It's coming up in January, on Sunday, January 21st. Okay. We've partnered with a local indie wrestling company called LPW, Love Pro Wrestling. And LPW is going to be there. They're actually going to set their ring up. Like in Calgary, they do wrestling night. Mm-hmm. They do it differently. We're after the game. They set the ring up. We said, you know what? We want people to walk in and there's going to be suplexes yeah. and there's going to be clotheslines and then there's going to be slap shots on the ice. Right. So the way we're going to do is we're actually going to set the ring up so when you walk in, they're actually having matches. In the intermission, they're going to have matches as well. And for those who haven't seen indie wrestling, it is it is totally entertaining. Yeah. And so what we're going to have is we're going to have that kind of stuff going on the stage and then it's going to clear the stage off and we're going to take the ice and play some great hockey. So will you have the wrestling, you say, in intermissions kind of where you have all the dancers and bands? Absolutely. Is that So that's kind of how it's going to be set up right there? You bet. So I did a story on the Love Pro Wrestling, you know, when I was at Global, featured one of the guys and it, it was at the rec room. They do it on the south yep. side of the rec room. It's bananas in there. Absolutely. 
And if you haven't seen it, like Evan, actually has a really good, it's a hotbed for yeah. indie wrestling. Yes. And I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like, I'm sure I'm going to get lit up on this, but I've been watching <laughs> wrestling since I was a kid. And I said to myself, like, why, why don't we do this? And if you've ever seen the Love Pro Wrestling, they really have a next level product. And we have a next level product in the junior hockey game. So we said, you know what, let's, let's put the two together. Yeah. So one ticket gets you three periods of thrilling WHL action at Rogers Place and five or six matches from LP for like $20. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can beat that value. No chance. So, and I don't want to spend too much time on the wrestling. But <laughs> I, so in that little area, you know, behind the net, you can you could have guys jumping off the not just the top rope, but even like you know because the stands are going to be packed right around. It's <laughs> well, going to be like an amphitheater in an amphitheater. Absolutely, I haven't talked to the general manager about this, but they could be coming <laughs> from the net over top of the netting. Absolutely, <laughs> but no, it's it's that's the whole idea. Is the idea of the Oil Kings is to have a lot of fun while we're there, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of those theme nights. And what we try and do is we try and do something. The tried and true, the teddy bear toss is going to be happening on Friday, December first, and then we wanted to add some stuff and also. The the, the weekend before wrestling night, I love the fact that we started yeah. off with wrestling night, is we're actually going to have an Elvis afternoon. So on Sunday, January the 14th, we're, we're going to have an Elvis impersonator coming up. And, and this guy doesn't slap on a wig and just like from five till seven, he's an Elvis impersonator. The hair that he has is yeah. Elvis. You want to talk Brill Cream right there. <laughs> we're spec when I need them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have an Elvis impersonator and we're going to hand out a thousand pairs of the Elvis glasses with the sideburns, oh. with the chops on. Them. Cool. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of kids. It's interesting when you talk to kids, uh, young people these days, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff that they don't know of. And you're just like, but somehow Elvis transcends generation after generation. You ask a 20-year-old who Elvis Presley is, they know who Elvis Presley is. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have a little fun with that the weekend before on January the 14th. Uh, Kevin Rodomsky, uh, Director of Business Ops for the Edmonton Oil Kings, joins us uh, on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1448-27 in the Capital Region. You guys you come up with all these great ideas. Where do they come from? Do you sit down and have a, a bit of a meeting with all the staff? Where do all these ideas for promotions come from? Because you guys do a, a hell of a job at it. Well, first of all, we appreciate the compliment. Uh, I, I can tell you that it comes from just a variety of sources. Mm-hmm. We have some tremendous staff that are really passionate about, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Our fans are just as passionate as our staff. And so we hear it from our fans. Hey, why don't we do this? Hey, I've seen that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, uh, minor league baseball in the States, they have a lot Savannah of Savannah bananas, man. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not going to go that far. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, but that's the deal is you Always, you're always looking, and I think that there's never too many promotions. There's never too many nights that make the fun more fun, and we're always on the lookout for, we think this would be really good. Hockey presents challenges, because we only have you know a little bit of an area to do action on, and the ice surface doesn't present itself like baseball, where you can come on the field and have a great time. So we're always limited by the field of play, but that doesn't stop us from having a lot of fun and doing some kooky stuff that we say, you know what, at the end of the day, you're going to see some great hockey, you're going to get great value and then we're going to give you some entertainment that probably you didn't think that you were looking for but you're going to go home smiling uh, what's the reaction been from fans over some of the theme nights that you've done like the ones that i can think of are you know the the mutant ninja turtles was yeah. a big one right yep. the kids love that so what's the reaction been like it's, it's been great you know because what it does is it just makes it so it's not just another Saturday or just not a Sunday night. When you look at the Edmonton Oil Kings schedule, 85% of our games are on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, or holiday Mondays. And we do that purposely. When we say family entertainment, 
you don't have family entertainment that's really successful on a Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we gear all of our schedules so that we can play more games on the weekends. And we start adding in those theme nights. Like last year, we did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mm -hmm. and we raised money for the Stollery. Well, we donated over $10,000 to the Children's Miracle Network, which benefited the Stollery Children's Hospital here in town. And so then it's, it's one of those, you get to do good while having fun. It just checks off all the boxes. And then you can say to yourself, we did it while charging families $20 to get in. That's even better. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin Rodomsky, uh, the Oil Kings Director of Business Ops, with us uh, on 1440. Texter writes in, Kendall, LPW is good stuff. One of the, <laughs> one of the premier local wrestling companies in the city. Several talent uh, have been on WWE or AEW program. If, you, if you've ever met their, their illustrious leader, the leader of the LPW, Mr. Love, yeah. is the most passionate guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a great passion of wrestling and hockey. And we don't know how it's going to go. We made sure their ring would fit before we, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the, the Love Pro Wrestling guys came down to uh, Roger's place and we, we put the stage up and we said, okay, will this thing fit? Yes, it will. We can't wait to try it. There was a guy when I went down there, I can't remember his name now, but he was just like Bobby the Brain Heenan. So he <laughs> yeah, went, Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Thaddeus, that's the guy, yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a fashion style that, you know, I'm, I, I'm not sure that he's going to have many photo ops, but uh, I think that's part of the gig. No, for sure. Uh, so Teddy Bear Toss Night has just been massive. Yes. It's been one of the most uh, successful ones in all of junior hockey. Uh, can you just speak to how that has grown over the years? Uh, you know, even going back to to Rexall Absolutely. And, and going into where we are now where thousands and thousands of bears are donated to the stallery. Yeah, so one of the beautiful things about it, that's our signature night and it's presented by The Brick and they're such a great partner. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be selling their Brickley Bear on the concourse and those proceeds go to the Stollery Children's Hospital. And then our fans are encor- encouraged to bring bears with them, stuffed animals, bring them all. When we score our first goal on Friday, December 1st, we litter the ice mm-hmm. with bears. And I'll tell you right now, the focus of this year Teddy Bear Toss is all about the bear. I've got the jersey designed and it's 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 kind of like that Thaddeus thing where it's it's a lot. When you see this thing, when we unveil it in November, Kevin, I'll give you a sneak peek at yeah. it. It's a lot. I can't believe the GM said yes, but it's all about the bears because so far we've collected 147,000 oh, bears for right here in Edmonton for Santa's Anonymous. And so what we're going to do this year, we're going to eclipse 150,000 bears collected. And that goes right here in Edmonton. And those are our friends, those are our neighbors, those are the people that we work with that need that little extra help at Christmas time. And when you talk about doing good and feeling good, our teddy bear toss is really when the season kicks off into full gear, Friday, December the 1st, against the Everett Silvertips. Great opponent, great game. Texts and emails coming in to uh, Kevin at sports1440.ca. Our buddy Cam Tate wants to know, ask the Radman what kind of cookie comes with the corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tater. Uh, good morning to Tater. Uh, we have a, a variety of cookies. Chocolate chip. You got to go with the classics, right? It's a chocolate yeah. chip cookie. I'm sure Tater is looking for something special. Listen, Tater, you come talk to me. I'll get you a hermit <laughs> cookie. But uh, yeah, it's a chocolate chip cookie, two corn dogs, and a soda for $10. Come on now. Well, I'm sure Tater will be wolfing that now. <laughs> so uh, we're going to leave the on-ice stuff to to the on-ice guys when we have them on, Kurt Hill and, and uh, Luke Pierce. But just mm-hmm. we all know junior hockey is a cyclical um, endeavor. Yep. I mean, the Oil Kings had great success on the ice for you know a period of time. Then you rebuild, and that's what happens. You you trade your draft picks away. You acquire draft picks and your capital. So 
I've just I I can't say I've just been so impressed with how Kurt Hill's run this team. No question. Uh, in the time that he's been GM, so well spoken. Um, his vision is clear. Yeah. Um, he knows exactly kind of the direction of how to build. Um, so, I, I guess on the business side of things, how much easier does that make it for you when you see? What's been going on, and those guys all on the same page is where you want to take this team as well. Yeah. So uh, heads up, if you're around Kurt Hill, his ego is probably his head's about to swell a little <laughs> bit. But you know, he's a young man, and he's he's really really good at what he does. Yeah. And what he does is he doesn't want to be just average. And in the WHL, you're exactly right, Kevin. You have to go for it, and we went for it. And last year we had ten wins. And you look this year, he's already bolstered our lineup. If, if you thought you saw the Oil Kings last year, this year we're going to be a lot bigger. You know, we have a local product from St. Albert. Mark Lajois is coming in on the back end. Mm-hmm. Wojtek Port, our defenseman's currently at the Anaheim Ducks camp. And, and Kurt really does a great job in not being average. And you, you pay the price for it last year. This year is going to be better. Next year is going to be better yet. But what I'm really blessed with is Kurt understands the business side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with general managers, they, they, they bristle. They just want to play hockey, right? And if all we did was play hockey, there wouldn't be 221,000 paying people there. Yeah. We have to create that sizzle. And Kurt allows me, and hey, he says no to me. He doesn't say no, he doesn't say yes to every idea. But more than anything, he's open and he's transparent. And him and I have a great communication where I can say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And he'll say, I don't care for that, but how about about we tweak it like this? It's never no. And he's always all about the business. And really, he's all about how do we we entertain our fans to the maximum ability. And that's allowing me to take the players into the community. That's allowing me to do things that, love pro wrestling at uh, an Oil Kings game. They may not love it, mm-hmm. but they allow it to happen, and they really help us create that buzz in the community. So Saturday is the home opener, yes, Friday sir. in Red Deer, and it, it's kind of like a bit of a hockey day on, on Saturday. With Can you kind of describe that yeah. with the Oilers and everything else? Yeah, there's going to be fan day happening at Rogers Place. So all around Rogers Place, it's going to be buzzing. And I can tell you that we're going to have two uh, Oil Kings alumni. They're going to be signing autographs along with the Oilers alumni. So from the champion team in 2014, uh, we have Tyler Santos, our goalie from 2014, okay. and Tyler Robertson. They're both going to be signing autographs from 1230 to 130 in Ford Hall. And then Louis the Lion's going to be there, our beloved mascot. Mm-hmm. And then the doors open at 6 o'clock. The game time's at 7. And, it, and again, come try out these brand new kids' meals. Come try out the value of the Oil Kings. If you haven't been before, I'm going to ask you, what are you waiting for? We've been yeah. playing since 07. We moved to the building in 2016. And you can come in. Great seat start at 20 dollars buy them in advance and your kids food combos between 750 and ten dollars you can have a great meal for ten dollars mm-hmm. another one that, I, that blew my mind a cheeseburger so not just a hamburger <laughs> a cheeseburger fries in a drink for ten dollars like come on oh well, yeah Tater's just, he's just oh. going to be, Cam Tate will be just, he'll stay there for the season. 100% Tater, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you get in and out. We'll, let's do it together, buddy. Oh, well, uh, Radman, appreciate you coming in and making the trip, you yeah. know, and getting just, you know, how you, you just made it through this maze and, <laughs> and uh, everything that happens in the mall and trying to get into the studio. We really appreciate it. Good luck with the season. Thank you. Well, first got, off, how many guests have climbed through the window to get in here? How many? Well, there's a lock on the door for one, but yeah, we <laughs> We actually let let some people in there just to, you know to come in. That's the easy way. Yeah, shouldn't probably say that on the air, I guess, but <laughs> it is locked all the time. So, but uh, 
I guess now you can go see the ship again and go, Absolutely. go do a little, uh, a little mini, mini golf, yeah, mini yeah, golf, yeah. Whatever, whatever else uh, you want to do in the mall. But uh, thanks for coming and good luck with the season. Thank you. And we're we're going to have uh, Kurt Hill or, or Luke Pierce on at the end of the week just to kind of tee things up on the ice because, uh, uh, again, uh, a positive outlook looking uh, for, for the Oil Kings this year. Thanks for coming. How great is it to see you in person? Thanks for having <laughs> me on. 1440, you guys sound great. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate the comments. Uh, uh, top of the hour, we're going to have have Alberta Golden Bears head coach on the football side, Chris Morris on. Uh, he's coming in. Uh, David Schlemko called in sick. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. We'll still have uh, Matt Tassoni on at 10 o'clock, uh, Jeff Merrick at 920. So we're kind of filling out the lineup as we go today, uh, but still a whole lot more to come. We'll get to some of your texts and uh, talk a little more NFL football with the Duke when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, I, I couldn't get this one. The Duke surprised me with some Shenandoah. We try to play catch that tune or name that tune after a couple notes. It's just, I don't know, I'm not very good at it, but whatever. 842, Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. A uh, lot of text coming in uh, regarding the Oilers Hall of Fame. Uh, we've got to get one back to uh, the King of Fort Nasty. sent one in earlier. We haven't had time to get to it. Good morning, KK and Duke. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Mark Spector, Jack Michaels. Uh, and their attire and their their prince outfits or whatever. Uh, my guess is that Jack undid the strap on Specs golf bag, uh, and then he comes in. I liked uh, the Trey Ford interview uh, with the uh, Lions pregame. Uh, kids sounding more and more confident. I feel the uh, Double E has something to look forward to with Ford at the helm. Perhaps a much better season next year. Uh, Trey Ford was on with uh, Jason Greger, um, and again we talked about Trey Ford. A lot earlier in the season when I was uh, kind of covering the Elks uh, with TV back in the day, so long ago, it's like months. Um, and we were wondering why isn't Trey Ford getting an opportunity? Jared Dagey, Taylor Cornelius were not getting the job done. Trey Ford was staying out at practice for, he was probably the last guy on the field almost every day. He, was working on his throwing. He had some uh, targets uh, on the one sideline, trying to hit a couple uprights here and there. Um, he also had some receivers out, like say Gavin Cobb stayed out with him a lot of the time later for practices. So Trey Ford worked at it. Chris Jones said he, he didn't have a good camp, wasn't as good as he was last year. I don't know if I believe that 100% in the sense of where Taylor Cornelius and Jared Dagey were. But I think everyone is glad that Trey Ford has had the opportunity. And for the most part, he has taken advantage of that opportunity. Uh, text coming in from Kevin, the Kevin Lowe fan. Uh, George Larac and John Muckler. Uh, that comes in uh, from Oil Country Dad, actually. So, again, I mean, some great choices. Uh, and, again, announced today, uh, Charlie Huddy, Doug Waite will be on the Oilers uh, Hall of Fame to be uh, um, inducted on the Rangers game in October. Uh, Glenn Sather from Player to GM. Uh, okay, well, all those the guys that have a banner already are on the Oilers Hall of Fame. So all, you know, guys like Wayne Gretzky, uh, Mark Messier, and, uh, uh Paul Coffey, Grant Fear, all those guys are on there already. So uh, they are on the ring, if you want to call it already. Uh, Rod Phillips, guys like that. So um, text coming in. Well, if Gagne can make the orders, we really suck. He wasn't that very good. Well, let's let him get him healthy and see what happens first. 
Um, a lot of comments regarding uh, the Brill Cream with Mark Spector. I guess I have to mention this one, eh, Duke, or else I'll be in trouble. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you don't get if, this one on here, you'll, uh, you'll get a scolding later. <laughs> so, uh, Spec kind of gave me the gears about talking about Brill Cream. So, this one comes in. Uh, Brill Cream, a little dab will do you. Brill Cream, you look so debonair. Brill Cream, the gals will pursue ya. Simply rub a little in your hair. That's uh, love your mom, Shirley. So thanks, mom, for listening. I have no idea even where you are. I know you're camping with my sister somewhere. Who knows? But uh, I know you're coming to Edmonton to, to see us in the next few days. But thanks for listening wherever you are. And for being a big, well, you should be probably a salesperson for Burl Cream. Um, two Dozen Roses is a banger. Play that next. That comes from Adam and Spruce. That's directed at you, Duke. Yeah, I saw that one. I'm not sure Two Dozen Roses is in the uh, available library, which is continuing to grow by the day. I uh, I had to dig a little bit to find any Shenandoah because, as we all know, I like to uh, usually at about the 840 break every day is when I mix in one uh, one country song for an intro to uh, a little touch of touch of myself into the programming here. Hmm. So I'll uh, I'll keep uh, I'll keep pushing, get that. Um, Library expanded even more, and hopefully we can uh, get some two dozen roses on. So, which, down the how line. does that one go? That's an older country one. Oh yeah, like yeah. Shenandoah. Yeah. In my opinion, probably the most <laughs> underrated um, music group, country music group uh, of uh, of maybe all time, but definitely of like the eighties and nineties. They're so good. The harmonies they do, great duet they mm-hmm. did with Allison Krauss back in the day as well. Um, somewhere in the vicinity of the heart. I love Shenandoah, so I'm not going to argue with. Um, this uh, this texture Adam and Spruce that anytime I can play Shenandoah on the program I will happily do so. So they were in the '80s band, right? They were in '80s, A- country. '80s, '90s country yeah. music. Get right up there with kind of all your other, uh, you know, the honky tonk era of um, of that prime country, if you want to call it country gold, whatever. Uh, my yeah, the the, the best era of uh, country music in my humble opinion. Um. Can you get that Mike Reed one going? Mike Reed, Walk on Faith. Remember we were talking about former Cincinnati Bengal? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. I looked that up. Um, I, I doubt it's in the library per se, but I can definitely try and track down um, a version of it if we can get that uh, get that playing here into the, uh, into the next hour for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, really interesting text uh, that's come in, and I want to read it, and, and I, I think our listeners have to be aware of it too. Um, now this comes from, uh, well, an old, old friend and, and neighbor. Um, I don't know if a lot of listeners know. So I, I grew up in Melville and Todd McClellan grew up across the street from us. Um, so Todd, brother Trent and Tracy, and they grew up, you know, we grew up in Melville together as young, young kids. Trent McClellan uh, has sent in a text. Uh, so Todd's brother, Trent is a former RCMP officer. Um, hi, Kevin. Congrats on the new gig. Good things happen to good people. Uh, thought it would be prudent at some point for 1440 to remind you, remind your great hockey fan base that Bernie Lynch is currently on trial for sexual assault in Regina King's Court. And that comes from uh, Trent McClellan. And Bernie Lynch used to coach in the uh, Saskatchewan Junior League for many years. Um, Humboldt Broncos for a number of years uh, and then ended up moving around. Um, so if you're following that story, basically it's just underway in Regina. Um, it's a trial. Um, Bernie Lynch is, uh, he, 
he pled not guilty to a sex offense trial. Um, he's accused of assaulting 17-year-old in 1988. So I think that's um, an article or a, a, you know, a case or, you know, a story that I think we'll be following as um, the days progress. Uh, I want to thank Trent for pointing that out. Um, I haven't seen Trent for a couple of years, but I think that'll be, um, you know, a story that I think we'll be uh, following uh, down the road. Um, Texter comes in. It's so funny. It sounds like uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's is this is this to you, Duke? He sounds like Connor Harley, who just woke up and hasn't cleared his throat yet. Is that directed it to you? Or yeah, something? this texter uh, was texting the Fantasy Frenzy show yesterday oh. as well, saying that um, he thinks Connor and I sound alike. Oh, okay, and I, I don't d- see that. I don't really either. Um, maybe it's just the way that it comes across over the AM airwaves that mm. uh, it kind of muddles us together a little bit. But, I mean, hey, everybody's entitled to their opinion. He thinks Connor and I sound <laughs> similar. And he'd said yesterday that he actually thought Connor, um, Connor Halley, former Ross Shep T-Bird, was the one producing the morning show until he'd uh, he'd just heard yesterday mm-hmm. that he wasn't. So Connor Halley, the former Ross Shep T-Bird. That's right. A <laughs> um, couple of things that's been that have been kind of breaking this morning. Uh, new captain of the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand. Not much of a surprise there. He's thirty-five years old now, I think thirty-six maybe. Um, follows Patrice Bergeron Zdeno Chara as the next Bruins captain um then the other kind of news in the nhl is regarding steven stamkos this morning not happy with his contract or lack of contract negotiations with a contract extension over the summer with the tampa bay lightning and i guess he would have addressed the media yesterday and steven stamkos is uh, not very thrilled with the lightning after well kind of being the face of the franchise for several years Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. A couple other texts and coming into my personal line regarding uh, Bernie Lynch. Uh, again, I think we're going to follow this story a little more once we kind of do a deeper dive into it. I mean, you, you, the parallel is always going to be here with with Graham James, uh, and and Bernie Lynch is again on trial in Regina in a, a sex offense trial that happened in 1988. So, uh, but thanks to, to Trent McClellan for sending that in. Appreciate it. Um, anything else catching your eye for week number three, Duke, in the NFL? Is there some game that you really are looking forward to that you maybe fantasy-wise or something? Like uh, fantasy-wise, I've got so many players across the whole league, good mm-hmm. teams, bad teams, you name it. So I, I, that's that's why I watch is virtually every game on Sunday, um, or at least as much of every one as I can. But the, the one game, and this is, uh, once again, goes back to our friend Connor Halley, Chargers and Vikings mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday morning. Two 0-2 teams that I think came into the season with pretty high aspirations, both, uh, like, very recently for several seasons in a row have had high aspirations chargers with the young up uh, upstart not uh, already several seasons under his belt justin herbert the vikings kirk cousins continuing to face uh, you know criticisms about being able to win big games and losing another primetime game last thursday night but yet statistically he looks great it's just they can't get the win 
So uh, that game, whatever those teams falls to 0-3, mm-hmm. um, makes their chances of making the playoffs all of a sudden incredibly dire. You know, it, it's only happened a, a handful of times in NFL history that a team that starts 0-3 goes on to actually make the playoffs. So so that one is is probably at the top of my, uh, my watch list, mm-hmm. but... Bills and Commanders. Commanders off to a surprising start. See if they can continue that against the Bills team that, you know, really tough week one, kind of righted the ship a little bit against the Raiders last weekend. Uh, And then as you continue down the list, even like the Eagles and Buccaneers, um, another Monday night doubleheader this week. uh, Well, how about that? Again, we never even discussed this. And and again, this is just so... I wish the CFL would change. So they'll have a doubleheader and cross over the games in the NFL, but they won't do it on a Friday night in the CFL? Why yeah. Why is Friday night's game, the Elks and the BC Lions, going to kick off at 7.40 here? It has to kick off at 7 o'clock. It has to. This, the CFL and TSN have to get on the same page here. They have to. If you're a gate-driven league, you have to cater to the fans going to the games. You have to. has to change in the CFL moving forward. Um, we were talked to a, a former elk when we come back at the top of the hour. Chris Morris, uh, head coach of the three and O Alberta Golden Bears. Does that sound good or what? Uh, Chris Morris will join us at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, before we get to uh, the big head coach, uh, this sports update is brought to you by Cattail Crossing. Enjoy half price golf Monday to Thursday. Elevate your game without emptying your wallet. You can book your tea time today. Cattailcrossing.ca. Uh, Here is the Duke.